Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Owen Donlan. He's the General Manager of Nesbitt's Ireland. Uh, Owen, you're very welcome to the programme. Morning, Bobby. Thank you. Now, I know you were born in Cork, but you actually grew up in Killarney, so straight away there's a contradiction there. Uh, did you... Did you? Did I read that your father was entrepreneurial? Well, I, I think I suppose he was like uh, typical of any businessman in the 1980s. I mean, they grafted and looked for different ways of making ways of making money. So he was in various different businesses, and you know was obviously involved in sales. And I suppose that would have had a big influence on my career choice afterwards. Where I suppose it was in the home all the time, and you heard it being talked around the, the breakfast table. So I suppose that's the main reason why I got into my my chosen career. All right, so it was uh, back to Cork and off to UCC where you studied history and economics. Uh, Your first job out of college, and again, this is an interesting one when you talk about sales, was with the Golden Pages, the mecca for salespeople. Yeah, you know, it was. It, I suppose like any young fellow when I was in college, you were kind of struggling with what you're going to do next. And, you know, the 1990s was a very different place in Ireland than it is today. And I suppose a lot of my friends would have immigrated and, you know, I decided I wanted to stay at home. And based on the background, we'll say in, in the family where I was involved in sales, I kind of went, you know, maybe a sales career is for me. So luckily I got a job at Golden Pages. And, you know, as Bobby said, it was a mecca for salespeople because the sales training they gave was second to none. You know, it was a tough sell. There's no two ways about it. But overall, I mean, the training they gave us, they took the sales team off the road for three weeks every year to give them training, which was very unique at the time because most people just wanted their salespeople in front of customers. But Golden Page were always conscious they wanted their salespeople trained and professional when they got in front of customers. And we have to remind ourselves as well, Owen, that that was back in the day when you got the big yellow book. Correct. Uh, and it was delivered to every house in the country whether you wanted it or not. Yeah, Isn't correct. Isn't that right? Yeah, correct. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were selling advertising and there was different size of ads in, in the Golden Pages. So you you know, depending on what size of ad we went for, the more expensive they got. And they could be quite expensive at the time, but, you know, it all depended on the industry and the average order value that the industry that industry was working would dictate the normal size of the adverts. Yeah, okay. So, uh, obviously a very strong and thorough grounding in sales at the Golden Pages. Then it was off to L'Oreal, Wella. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I suppose, look, to be fair, I, you know, Golden Page was a hard-selling job, and if you ask me, did I enjoy it? Probably not, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, so I was lucky I got an, an opportunity to join L'Oreal, and I suppose L'Oreal are, you know, a huge global international business. I was in my mid twenty, limited to late 20s, really exciting business, very glamorous business to be involved in. And, you know, to be fair, when I went into that business, I mean, I was mentored exceptionally well by my line manager, and I suppose that was probably one area where I got a lot of confidence in, you know, my ability to sell. And I think that was probably through the mentoring that I received from my line manager at the time, which was always good and then I got an opportunity to um, again in your late 20s you're looking to grow your career and advance and move on and I got an opportunity to go as a sales manager to Wella so that was a step up uh, albeit it was a direct competitor so that was a bit challenging uh, <laughs> but I did that, did that for about two and a half years so yeah I really enjoyed the industry it was a real fast moving industry you know it was certainly very innovative a lot of new products coming through so you know it was exciting to be involved in that industry Yeah and, and after that I suppose it was your your, your move into catering-related businesses, let's call them that, because uh, you, you did a, a period at Musgraves where you ended up as the sales director. Yeah, I suppose going back, I suppose when I was in the Whitwell and L'Oreal at the time, that in, I was kind of saying I was in the industry seven years and I was kind of saying, you know, am I going to get pigeonholed in one industry and, you know, not have experience in other other areas? 
and in early 2000s food service really took off in Ireland you know a coffee to go people you know maybe not understand that drink a cup of coffee around the streets in the 90s was not not the done thing who are you telling <laughs> yeah. so I think to be fair you know food service was a growing area it was certainly an area where I said I had an interest in obviously coming from the hospital from a tourist town like Killarney you know well used to hospitality so I joined Mosgrave as regional manager for their food service division in 2002 and what was your region was it was it Killarney Cork no, it was actually Munster Connacht. So right. we basically operated out of the cash and carries with an ambient offer. But Musgrave had developed a, a full multi-temperature offer out of their site in Ballymun. I think they were the first food service company in Ireland to do so. So I started originally in the regional area and then I got moved up as sales director for the Irish business based out of Ballymun, working the full multi-temperature offer. So we were selling to everyone from your large contract caterers, right through to your hotels, your restaurants, your coffee shops. And we were providing, you know, ambient chill and frozen product uh, next day delivery. It was a time when you worked there as well of of huge growth in that sector, uh, where we saw you know the four courts and all that coming into their own. Um, so it was, it's always nice to be in a business, you know, that's that the sector is growing hugely. Absolutely, and it makes it does make it easier from a sales perspective. If your customers are growing and the industry and the market's growing, it makes it a little bit easier. And you know, Musgrave at the time were quite innovative with their multi-temperature offer, and they did um, they did do a lot of acquisitions as well at the time and brought in additional business and pulled them together. And like any acquisitions, they're challenging because you have cultural challenges, you have business challenges, you have sectoral challenges. But overall, I think you know it was a real successful time, and I enjoyed it immensely. You know, being involved in you know a business that was in that real infancy, and it's gone from strength to strength since. Uh, on to Bunzel then again yeah. uh, again catering related uh, I used to buy lots of paper cups off them in the day very good yeah tell us more there yeah so I, I suppose I, I started in, in Bunzel O'Mahony Packaging in Cork which was another so Bunzel as a business would be a very acquisitive business and they buy a lot of different smaller businesses and let them run autonomously so Bunzel O'Mahony, or O'Mahony Packaging in Cork was an acquired business um, that I basically went in to run in late 2006 or 2007 and again, small business, great team, probably lost a bit of direction post the acquisition. Uh, but the team there, you could see they wanted to do it. They just needed a bit of direction. And to be fair, you know, we, we had a really successful time uh, with O'Mahony Packaging. And then post that, uh, as again, Bunzel were, were acquiring businesses. They bought a, a business in, our, in Dublin called uh, Irish Merchants. And again, who had been in the industry for years and years, gone through various different owners. And Bunzel bought the business. And thankfully, I was offered the role of managing director of both the O'Mahony packaging business and the Irish merchants business. So I worked out of our, our depot in Kulak for, I'd say I was there for about three years. Now, unfortunately, my timing wasn't great. It was 2008 and anyone who remembers the financial crisis, that was right bang in the middle of it. So that was a real challenge here because our customer base was very much kind of, you know, it was your, your, your builder in the morning coming in for the cup of coffee, coming in for a sandwich at lunchtime, takeaway dinner in the evening and all the packaging was our product. So that market really came under pressure. So that was tough and, and really challenging a role, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's funny because most people were affected one way or another by what happened in 2008, 2009. And I, I suppose you were no different. So Nisbet's, Nisbet's then, uh, you've arrived there, uh, general manager. Good news last week with the announcement of uh, the uh, extension of the showroom in, in Cork. You've got retail outlets in Dublin and Belfast. But essentially, this is a catering-related company because I'd say, what, 90% of your business is through people involved in hospitality in one way or the other. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely. We're probably one of Europe's largest suppliers of light and heavy catering equipment. And that's everything from your your crockery, cutlery, into water boilers, into refrigeration, 
uh, packaging consumables so literally everything that goes into you know a food service environment that's non-food that's <coughs> not food orientated um, our business would be you know we supply everyone from schools hotels restaurants pubs um, uh, institutions prisons you name it we're supplying it to us so it's a unique business we have as I say over 30,000 customers in Ireland so it's a really yeah. really good business I, One of my great pleasures was always looking at the Nesbitt's catalogue as somebody who was in the business Yeah, I, you know you might say it's a bit of an anorak of a thing but to leaf through that was just a treasure trove uh, of things for any business that I was involved in Yeah and the catalogue is still going well and we're, we have a new catalogue coming out next month in April <coughs> so with all the new product innovation will be on that so hopefully with many customers as possible we'll get to see that next month Interesting that the catalogue is still relevant uh, what is about 50% of your sales are through the online channel Yeah correct I, I suppose look to be fair COVID probably drove, drove a lot of our online business at one stage we had 65% of our business coming through online <coughs> during COVID and then post-COVID has probably settled at about 50% but I think people you know like the feel of the catalogue particularly in the kitchen because again a lot of chefs mightn't have a computer at their disposal so at least they have the catalogue if they have they can use, they can go online and view the product and you know when you go online you view the product you get everything from the full amount of information gives you a background to the product warranty and everything is covered on the website so it really makes the decision making process very easy for our customers What do you put down to getting success around sales, Owen? Somebody who's been in sales-related jobs all through your career, what is it that good salespeople do well, in your view? I think one of the earlier things that I was told you know, in sales was you have two ears and one mouth, so you should use them proportionally. So my view is a good salesperson is a good listener. Somebody who listens to what the customer is looking for, takes on board you know, where, where their challenges are and comes back with solutions. And once you become an integral part of your customer's business as being a provider of solutions, generally your customers remain loyal to you. Yes, price is important, but it's not the only thing. And I think some salespeople get you know, a little bit distracted with price. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're providing a good service, you're providing the goods on time, you're listening to your customer's needs, you're coming up with solutions, I think you'll be successful in sales. Yeah. And how, how much of your own personality is embedded in the process. You know, uh, often you say, you know, salespeople, you like them, you don't like them. You know, do you, do you need to change your personality or your pitch depending on who's in the audience? That type of thing. There's almost the psychology of selling. Yeah, look, I suppose, you know, people do people do buy from people they like. I mean, that, that's a proven thing over the years. Yes, you do have to change your style because you'll have different types. You'll have your audience will be totally different. And, you know, if you're coming in doing a big corporate presentation, you're going to be different than if you're dealing with somebody, you know, standing at the back door with the wind howling around you. So, yeah, you do have to adapt your personality. But overall, you know, as long as people see you as genuine, people see you as you're going to follow up on stuff you say you will follow up on, generally you'll find your customers will be loyal to you. Uh, very interesting. And can I finally ask you then, Owen, about your own business in Nesbitt's? Because you're 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 so focused in the catering, uh, uh, in the catering sector, uh, the challenges around hospitality that we're seeing now in Ireland, do they find their way into your business? A hundred percent. I mean, I think to be fair, if you you take our business, probably one of my biggest challenges at the moment is around the energy crisis and the cost of electricity. And, you know, that's a a severe cost in our business. But I know from talking to our customers, you know, they're experiencing the exact same and, you know, they're finding it harder and harder to make money because hospitality is a tough business to make money in. So I suppose we're always looking at solutions, how we can support our customers. So, for example, now we've uh, new water boilers coming out in the next couple of weeks. And they're basically going to save on average for seven hour usage per day, 300 euros per annum can be saved. And what we've done is they're basically double, in, double insulated stainless steel with cotton in between, sealed lids, 
and more importantly we're not increasing the price of the product versus what it's currently being sold at so again better product more energy efficient you know saving the customer up to 300 euros per annum so we are trying to support our customers where we can <clears throat> and you're always be selling isn't that what they say 100% <laughs> Owen Donald and General Manager Nesbitt's Ireland thanks very much for joining us in the Executive Chair been a pleasure thank you Bobby Down to Business with Bobby Kerr brought to you by Bank of Ireland Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk